Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Um, yeah, so we are all here, if you don't know, hopefully you do, to witness and celebrate the baptisms of Nathan and Matthias and Jamie. So Dan's already painted a bit of a picture, but just to say where we're going in the next few minutes, I am going to speak a little bit about this passage we just had read to us from Romans chapter 6, um, what baptism is and why it matters to Christians. And then after a short break, when the children are going to come back in again, we're then going to hear from each of the people getting baptized today, Nathan, Matthias and Jamie, and they're going to say a bit of their story of how they themselves came to trust in Jesus and come to this point where they want to get baptized today. People will pray for them at that point, we'll have a bit of singing, and then at the end of the service we're all going to get together, walk out into the playground where you hopefully saw a baptistry there, I hope it's still there right now, and, um, and we will baptize um, Nathan and Matthias and Jamie. So that's where we're headed um, and a really warm welcome, particularly if you're friends and family of any of the three people getting baptized. I know it means a huge amount to them that you're here. I was just seeing them, their eyes light up and faces light up as they saw people. Great to have you with us. But let's be honest, actually, what we're doing today, what we're gathered to do today, is slightly odd. I think whenever you walked in through the gates, you would have seen um, a, a medium-sized pool of water in the middle of the playground. Um, someone's holding a heater an electric heater, um, down with a stick to keep it from floating up too much and stirring the water as quickly as it can with bubble wrap all over the top to keep it warm. I, I said to someone using bubble wrap and they thought I meant bubble bath, which was not, there's not bubble bath in this, but it's just to keep it warm. And then in a little while, we're all going to go into the playground and Nathan, Matthias and Jamie are going to get into the water fully clothed. I'm going to ask a couple of questions, shove them under the water in plain sight, Hopefully they come out of the water and everyone claps. What did you do with your weekends? You might be asked. It's a very strange thing to do. And I wanna say it takes a lot of effort to make it happen as well. We're really thankful to the school here for letting us set everything up and use their water. I'm really thankful for the team of volunteers who arrived really early today to build the baptistry and start filling it. Why do we bother? <laughs> Why go to all this effort to push some people under some water? Well, the main reason why Christians go to this effort of baptizing new people is because Jesus told us to. Baptism is a picture given to us by Jesus to help us remember and experience something of the lengths Jesus went to to rescue people like us and bring us into God's family. We go to great lengths to organize a day like this. That's nothing compared to what Jesus, the Son of God, the lengths he went to to rescue us. Jesus died. He was buried. And then three days later, he rose again to bring us into God's family forever. That is an amazing demonstration of love. And that is at the heart of what baptism is all about. When someone gets baptized, they are remembering, as our passage reminded us, Jesus died and rose again. That's what makes Christians Christians. We believe that. But why? Why did he die and rise again? Why did he give us this picture of baptism to help us remember that? Well, the first, the first thing I want to see is he died and rose again to wash us clean. 
He did it to wash us clean. Now, I spoke to Nathan and Matthias and Jamie this morning. I've not asked if they've already had a bath this morning or a wash or if they're just waiting for the big moment when we're all there. But most of us know what it's like to really need a wash. Um, whether that's after exercise, you're sweating, kicked in mud from a rugby match, just even those really hot days in the summer, you just felt disgusting and you said, I really need a wash. Maybe that was just me. Um, but it feels great just to get clean after a day like that. And actually being washed clean is maybe the simplest, most straightforward picture of baptism we get in the Bible. Here's how one early Christian, a Christian called Ananias, puts it when he talks about baptism in the book of Acts. He says to a man called Saul, get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on the name of Jesus. See, baptism tells us that Jesus died and rose again to wash us clean, to win our forgiveness, to give us a fresh start with God and with one another. So baptism is a picture of the forgiveness and fresh start anyone can have if they repent of their sin and put their trust in Jesus and what he's done for them. But to fully understand the beauty of that, being washed clean, we have to accept some uncomfortable truths about ourselves. If like there's, there's a bad news in the gospel as well as good news. The bad news of what Christians believe is that we are all of us what the Bible calls sinners, and we all desperately need to be washed clean and forgiven. And of course, sin is one of those weird Bible words. You don't know what it means. What is sin? Is it just sex? Is it something else? I don't know what it means. But, but basically, in the Bible, when it talks about sin, it uses different pictures of it. But sin, I heard someone describe it like this one. Sin is our terrible selfishness. It's our terrible selfishness. It's our failure to love God and to love the people around us. And if that sounds bad, the story gets slightly worse because the Bible then says we can't free ourselves from sin. Sin is like a disease that afflicts us and we need someone else to cure us. Or sin is like a slave master, like Pharaoh we were just hearing about. We are slaves to sin and we need someone to come and set us free. No amount of human effort will wash us clean or free us from sin. Only Jesus and his death and resurrection can do that the Bible tells us. That is the bad news of the gospel. We need forgiveness. We need to be washed clean by God. We need to accept that. And actually, Nathan and Matthias and Jamie have all come to the point where they do accept that about themselves. But that is where the good news of the gospel really kicks in. Because the good news of the gospel is that God knows we need forgiveness, and he has done everything necessary to win that forgiveness for us through Jesus dying and rising again. The wonderful news of the gospel is that the God Christians believe in is a God who knows how to forgive. He is brilliant at forgiveness. He loves to forgive people who come to him and say they're sorry and put their trust in his son, Jesus. And you just contrast that with the world we live in. The world we live in is not very good at forgiving. So one mistake, one slip up, one failure to live up to the standards other people put, put for us and it's like, we've just, there's no way back sometimes. We are canceled, we're defriended, we're just beyond the pale. But baptism reminds us the God of the gospel doesn't treat us like that. He loves to wash us clean when we come to him and ask Jesus to do that. God sent his son to die on a cross, to be buried and to rise again so that we can be washed clean. And baptism is a wonderful picture of that forgiveness and that fresh start we have 
And that is what Nathan and Matthias and Jamie are celebrating today. But actually, the picture baptism paints for us of the Christian life actually doesn't end there. It actually gets even slightly better. Because when someone puts their faith in Jesus, Jesus doesn't just give them a fresh start and then leave them on their own to follow him or live for him. No, Jesus draws us as close to him as it's possible to be. He draws near to us. Baptism tells us that now we get to live a new life with Jesus. We are now what the Bible says, united with Christ. A Christian, the Bible says, is someone who is in Christ and Christ is in them. It's kind of baffling, but it basically means we are now as close to Jesus as it's possible to be. Just as Nathan and Mattis and Jamie will go right under the water, hopefully in a bit, we are almost like immersed in Jesus and he is there to help us live for him. That's what the reading that Danny gave earlier explains for us. Romans 6 verse 4, we were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. See, baptism is not just about all the old stuff being dealt with. It's about being set free to live a new life for Jesus in this world and with Jesus in this world. We were buried with him through baptism, says Paul. That's, that means the old us has died with Jesus. The old us who was selfish, who, who didn't care about God or Jesus. The old us who was enslaved to sin. We've, we've died. And just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. It's a picture of a new life, a new creation for everyone who trusts in Jesus. And the life we now live, we live for Jesus and with Jesus. What baptism tells us is we're never left on our own to live for Jesus in this world. Jesus is right there with us every single day of our lives. He's helping us. He's strengthening us. He's changing us. He forgives us when we get it wrong, and he draws near to us when we cry out to him. That song, Jesus Strong and Kind, we teach that to our children, but it's true for every single Christian, whatever, however old they are. Jesus draws near to us. Baptism says you're a new creation. You're a new creation. You're not doomed to repeat the same old sins again and again. You're not left on your own to try your hardest. I've, I've got to live for Jesus now. No, you're now united with Christ and Jesus helps you. Baptism is a picture of that. You've died to sin and you now live for Jesus. You went under the water and you rose up to live for him. Jesus is as close to us as it is possible to be. We don't have to live the Christian life on our own. Baptism reminds us of that. And the last thing I want to see about baptism here is it's also a picture not just of the life we live with Jesus. Baptism is also a picture of the life we live with Jesus' family, with other Christians, with the church. Because Romans 6 tells us that, again, you're not meant to live the Christian life on your own. You're meant to live it in community with other Christians. The Apostle Paul in Romans 6, he keeps using phrases like, all of us were baptized. We were living this way. The plural form of you. The Christian life is meant to be lived in community and partnership with other Christians. So how is baptism a picture of that unity Christians have with each other? Well, the Apostle Paul presumes in Romans that if you're a Christian, you have been baptized. And Christians have been being baptized all over the world for the last 2,000 years from every language, nation, people group. 
people, Christians are people who get baptized. Baptism is something that unites Christians of every culture together. And so the three people getting baptized in the playground say they're not the first people to get baptized. No, they're part of God's global church. And baptism demonstrates that. Every single Christian needed Jesus to come and die and rise again in our place. Every single Christian needed to be washed clean by Jesus. And every single Christian is now a new creation coming up out of that water thanks to Jesus. So everyone who trusts in Jesus is now part of Jesus' family, the church. So Nathan, Matthias, Jamie, what baptism reminds us of What we're celebrating today is that you are now children of God, holy and dearly loved by him. And you now have brothers and sisters in Christ alongside you to help you live for him. Every baptized Christian has a part to play in God's church by loving and serving and praying for other Christians, while at the same time, other Christians love and serve and pray for us. Jesus never leaves us on our own to live for him in this world. He gives us himself and he gives us other Christians to help us and support us. And baptism is a picture of all of those truths. So why do Christians get baptized? I hope we've seen Christians get baptized because Jesus died and rose again and he told us to get baptized. And that picture of baptism, we go under the water, we die with Jesus, we died our old way of life, and we come up out of the water, and we have a new life with Jesus as Lord and as a member of his family, the church. So what does all that mean for Nathan and Matthias and Jamie today? I'm kind of clocking people because I'm working out where everyone is. So Jamie, Nathan, Matthias, where's Matthias? I'm looking. Thank you, Matthias. Thank you. Um, Today is a day to remember for all three of you and to look back on in the years to come. Always remember you got baptized today, but that is only the beginning of a life lived for Jesus. This isn't just, oh, I've arrived now, I'm baptized. No, this is the beginning of that new life with him and new life with his people. You went under the water, you died to sin, And you came up out of the water to a new life with Jesus as Lord. And you're a new creation. And there's going to be days when you need to remember that. There's going to be days when you feel that sense of, I need to be washed clean. And you go, actually, because of Jesus, I can be. I have been. And he is with me to help me live for him. Baptism is an amazing picture of the new life Jesus gives to everyone who trusts in him. And if you're here today just supporting or visiting these people, just thinking sort of what, is, what does all this mean? If you're not a Christian, if you don't, aren't familiar with baptism, then again, thank you so much for coming. It is wonderful to have you here. And I just want to invite you just to think over some of the things I've just been saying. In a minute or two, you're going to hear the stories of Nathan, Matthias, and Jamie. Think through what they say about Jesus and what led them to put their trust in him. And then as you watch them get baptized in the playground, in a few minutes time. Think, what would it mean for me to learn more about this Jesus? What would it mean for me to accept this offer of a new life with Jesus and his people? What would it mean for me to trust in him, to repent of sin, trust in Jesus, and go through the waters of baptism? It's a good day. It's a really special day 
We're going to hear some stories in a moment, but I'm going to pray um, before them. Let's, let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you that you know the things that we need to understand more of you. And we need this picture, this gift of baptism. Thank you for what it tells us about you being a God who washes us clean when we couldn't clean ourselves, a God who, who gives us new life when we couldn't do that ourselves, and a God who brings us into a new family because you know what we need and you love us and you love to meet our needs in Jesus. Lord, I pray you would open everyone's eyes here today to, to who your son is, Father, and all that he has done for us in dying and rising again. And please, would everyone leave here today seeing something of Jesus and being amazed by the saving God that you are, Lord. Thank you for today, Lord, and help us to celebrate with Nathan, Matthias, and Jamie. In your name we ask it, Lord. Amen.